Grandpa, you want to play Pac-Man? Pac-Man? Who's he? I'll show you, Grandpa. Pac-Man is a video game cartridge you have to buy separately to play on the Atari video computer system. Your parents hook it up to the TV. Those are supposed to be the ghosts after Pac-Man. <gasps> Watch out, Grandpa. <laughs> Stick with me. This is the Atari Video Computer System. Pac-Man and other video game cartridges are each sold separately. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to CADCast number 18. I'm your host, GPD, in Tokyo, Japan, and I'm joined by the Wombat in New York City. How you doing, Wombat? Those little things are called ghosts. <laughs> no, they, they're supposed to be ghosts. I like how they, she has to say what they're supposed to be because the graphics are so bad that they, you can't actually tell what they actually are. Well, Atari Pac-Man was a big disappointment. Right. Very blinky, I remember. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not talking about the ghost. Yeah, no. No. But, uh, anyway, welcome back to, uh, to New York. Thank you. It's nice to be you back. You had a nice little vacation in Disney World? I did. <laughs> Boing. <laughs> uh oh, I can see this is going to be trouble already. Yeah, I'm always trouble. How was the trip? It was great. You know, it was three days, three days with my in-laws. I'll just, you know, that was fun. And, <laughs> and then it was... In case they're listening? Yeah, exactly. Didn't we just call them like terrible parents like a couple of weeks ago? No, that was my, uh, my brother-in-law. Oh, and, no, no. Uh, and then, <laughs> what was that? Oh, yes, and then it was three days in Disney World. Nice. How's Disney World doing? It's great. It's the first time I ever stayed in the park. You stayed in the park? Just well, like on you know, a bench on, or the, on the grounds, on the grounds. Uh, you slept on the ground? On, yes, I slept <laughs> in the park area. In one of the hotels, in, in one Disney... of the fine Disney resort hotels. Exactly, and it was very nice and a lot of fun, and I recommend if you're going to Disney, uh, yeah. stay within the park because you get all sorts of cool perks. Oh. Like you could stay there at extra hours and you get free parking everywhere and yeah, that's pretty the much it. The full release massage from me. The full release, exactly. The happy ending mini massage. Very nice. Yes. it's ex Or yeah, Donald Duck, out, depending upon. I got to check out Tokyo, Disneyland. You should, I can't believe you're a subway right away and you haven't been. I It's a little cold out here, you know? You know what? There's There's no excuse not to go on Space Mountain. It's indoors. Okay, but it's probably very pricey, so I'm waiting until... Which is more than Space Mountain. Okay. Very nice. Uh, happy Valentine's Day as well. Yeah, same to you. It's uh, Valentine's Day in Japan already. And uh, what would you buy Mrs. Wombat? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing yet. She lets you... Oh, my we, God. We made, a, we made a deal this year. Yeah. Valentine's Day, the gifts are edible goods only. <laughs> nice. I recommend a pizza. Yes, I know what she's well, doing. Well, I, I just finally got the hot my holiday gift uh, for Mrs. GB. What was so that? So we're a little behind. Oh, what'd you get her? I got her a a pass, uh, like a card case that she can wear around her neck for work. Wow. Like, you know, like she's got like an ID card. Uh, she's wanted one. What the hell? Ever the, ever the romantic. She picked it out. I paid for it just like the Valentine's Day present, which were earrings. Nice. <laughs> So it's very exciting. Very that exciting. Is. And I'm expecting. Uh, okay. <laughs> I guess I should no, stop that now. No, everything's falling, falling to shit here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right. Anyway, I don't mm -hmm. know. I, I was hoping to get an iPod or something. You know, I, I bet I everyone waited two weeks to listen to a CADcast to hear us talk about our wives and Valentine's Day. I don't Day. know. Right. Yeah, let's – all right. Well, I want to predict <laughs> my gift right now. I would just like to go on record. I'm going to predict that I'm getting a clock. 
a nice. world clock. That is my guess. Is it a big clock? What I, what, I, what, I, what I really want is it like an iPod or something. Yeah. Anyway, let's mm. jump into the new releases. Why don't we? Yes, and enjoy your clock. <laughs> enjoy my freaking clock. Yeah. It's <laughs> bummer. Anyway. New releases. That's, that's uh, what people want to for, know about. Grandia 3 for the PS2. A role-playing game which received a six, a 7.6 out of 10 from IGN. 50 bucks. Have you played any of these uh, games? No, it's not really my thing. It's, you RPGs, know. yeah. Yeah, I don't... I'm not... I don't like Japanese-style RPGs. Right. Do you, like, you don't even like... what Are there American-style RPGs? Sure. I, I would consider, like, Baldur's Gate or Fable to be... Oh, okay. Or yeah. even... In, 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 for some, in a lesser way... Maybe like The Legend of Zelda. Not lesser as in it's a lesser game. but it, Right. It's yeah. a lesser intense role-playing experience. Role yeah. But uh, yeah, the, I do like those kind of games very much. Right. This just is well, everything. I uh, actually read most of the review on IGN, even though I had no interest in the game. Uh, they basically said that the combat system was really good, um, but the story is a little weak and it's short. Uh, but other than that, if you're into this game and you're looking for a good battle system you should go for it I'll, I'll get right on that you'll get right on that and another game you're probably going to want to get right on yeah, is, is Mark Echo is getting up contents under pressure you know I already pre-ordered my copy I can't even you say that you pre-ordered the, li the limited edition exactly right? that comes with a uh, can of spray paint and a big you're a loser sticker <laughs> yes uh, I don't know I played this game I played like the demo at uh, was it E three last year? I guess. Okay. It was kind of really lame. Kind of really. Imagine like Jet Set Radio Future. Mm hmm. Without the fun. Hmm. So instead of like a fun like roller skating type mm -hmm. experience, yeah, you have like a lame combat type experience. I've said it before and I'll say it again. And I know it's coming up uh, coming up later, which is also yeah. interesting. This this whole idea, the whole the idea of playing as the bad guy. Yeah. I'm getting tired of it. Right. Well, you're not really a bad guy in this. You're supposed to be like a hero. I think you, you know, still like beat a... up cops at some point, like security guards. Oh, they're staring at me as I tag. I, I better punch it's... them in the face. <laughs> right. I don't know. I can't imagine that this game is going to get good reviews. And it's a $50 game or $60 uh, for the collector's edition. For the free loser sticker. With the free loser sticker, and it's for PS2 and Xbox. So, nice. uh, yeah, look for that if you care. Yeah. I'll get right on that. I'll pick that up with my copy of Grenada. <laughs> right, good. <laughs> uh, Dragon Guard Two for the PS2 is also uh, coming out this week for forty bucks. Nice. Uh, this is the game I think where you uh, ride a dragon around and do stuff. Is that what it's is that about? Correct? I don't. I don't. I don't know. know. There but... were there were no reviews. Uh, that was the first one. What the first one was about. So I'm assuming uh, you you have more dragon riding antics in this. It seemed like it was sort of like a decent game, the first one, but I never played it. I just read reviews about it, um, and there's no reviews up yet. So, there, we, yeah. there you go. I'm sure no one's going to buy that. Yeah, someone uh, might. Speaking of, speaking of a game that no one's going to buy, how about Rugby 06 for the PS2 and Xbox? See, I have a friend who looks forward to this game every year. And he lives in the United States? He lives in the United States. Right. Well, at least it's only 30 bucks, and it got a good review. Uh, IGN gave it an 8.4 out of 10. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's rugby, though. Like, yeah. anyone, yeah. nobody really cares. If, if you like. know rugby, it's a lot of fun. If you don't know rugby, I mean, but I guess the same thing can be said about any sports game. If you're not really too familiar with the mechanics of the sport, 
Yeah. How much fun are you really going to have with it? But if you're, you know, if you're into rugby, and you'd be surprised there, Mr. D, how many people are really into rugby? I well, think there's a good I remember number. in college I had friends that played it. Yeah. It's big, it in, like, it's big in the college thing. It seemed like, I don't know, only for people who really like pain. Yeah. Any sport where you have to wear tape on your ears to avoid getting getting your ears ripped off seems like something I want to avoid. See, and that's what I would consider to be a real man sport. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm not a real not a real man. Well, I don't need I don't need rugby to tell you that. Right. All right. Very nice. Anyway, yeah, IGN says uh, priced at forty nine ninety nine, rugby oh six would have been easy to recommend to hardcore rugby enthusiasts. Enthusiasts. At twenty nine ninety nine, however, this game is a modestly modestly priced introduction to one of the toughest sports on the planet, rock up, which is, I guess, a rugby term. Yes. Wow. I Excellent. Guess, yeah, I guess we're not going to be seeing any scrims anytime in the future with you. No, no scrims. No, over no here. scrims. No uh, next, we have State of Emergency two for the PS two. Hence, my talking about more games where you play as the bad guy. Right, so thirty dollars. This is a thirty dollars release this time around, and it's not published by Rockstar. No, that's what is just interesting. Yeah, this is uh, published by South Peak Interactive, who brought you the mega hit Combat Elite World War Two Paratroopers. I have four copies. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. There's no reviews up yet, but I so I did watch uh, some some gameplay footage on game trailers. Looks a lot like the first one. Um, I don't know. All right. The first, the first one was fun for about ten minutes, and then you're like, "All right, I'm, I'm not playing this game anymore." <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Exit for the PSP. I don't know anything about this. Well, I do. Tell me, please. I know, I know that it's forty dollars, and I know that it came out in Japan first, and I actually played it at a store here, and? so I can tell you a little bit about it. Uh, the game has like a very smooth uh, animation and like cartoony look to it, and you basically it's a bunch of puzzles where you you control this hero, uh, Mister Escape, and you have to rescue people from from different rooms, you know, like puzzle rooms basically. So it's sort of like Prince of Persia, in that the animation is really smooth and that you have to sort of you know look at your environment and figure out. You know, how am I going to get from A to B and, you know, that kind of thing. So it's at least it's like an original title for the PSP. It's not a PS2 port in any way. Um, so it seems like it could be kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, it's something cool. to actually look forward to for PSP uh, owners. It's about time. I hope it's good. Yeah, I think it's going to get some decent reviews. Nice. 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 Uh, and following the uh, handheld trend, we have a couple of DS games. Uh, the Rub Rabbits uh, for 30 bucks. Uh, unfortunately, this only scored a 6.2 out of 10 from GameSpot. And this is a sequel to Feel the Magic. Have you played Feel the Magic? You know, I never played Feel the Magic. I, I know that people really like that game, and I just never got like I just never got around to it. It was never yeah. my, my cue, as they say. I hear it. I, got, I picked it up uh, from Toys R Us. Uh, or at rather Amazon.com uh, for ten bucks with free shipping. So uh, nice. I recently played it on the subway and? here, and uh, it's a pretty the the first one. You know, Feel the Magic is pretty fun. It's just a bunch of mini games, wacky mini games, and like a very loose uh, story about a guy trying to get the girl, basically. And you have to do stupid mini games <laughs> to impress her. Whoa! Hey, bless Everything me. Everything all right over there? <laughs> well, no. Oh my! God. No. 
<laughs> You're all choked up over the rub rabbits. Mm-hmm. And, and it's true. I'm actually just sad that I didn't get to play uh, Feel the Magic. Feel the Magic. Well, it's not too late. Anyway, GameSpot gave this a 6.2 out of 10. They say, while the rub rabbits has a stylish and pleasing look to it, the simple, often tedious mini games are too shallow to hold your interest. Nice. So, I guess, you know, if you haven't picked up Feel the Magic and you're looking for some mini game action, or pick if that you just up, want you more Feel the Magic. Right. Well, I was going to say just pick up Feel the Magic. So, instead of paying 30 bucks for this, pick up Feel the Magic for like 10 or 15. If you can find it still at that price. If you can find it, yeah. Or just wait until oh. someone posts it on Cheap Ass Gamer, your favorite right. website for video game deals. Yes, and for everything, not just video games. And no, and for everything, for talking with like-minded individuals. <laughs> yes, half-minded individuals. Do mostly. you have verms? Half like-minded. <laughs> They've got uh, not a three. But <laughs> right, uh, we also have for the DS Age of Empires: Dawn of Kings for thirty bucks. Nice. Yes. Now, uh, this is are nice. you familiar with the Age of Empires? I am uh, familiar. Game? I like I like RTS games. Well. I hate to break it to you. This is not an RTS game for the, I know, yeah, it's for now, the DS. <coughs> Excuse All me. choked up. Yeah. It's now uh, turn-based. It's now turn-based, but it, you know, it got a good review from IGN. So they uh, they say that you know, besides uh, shit, what the, Advanced Wars. Yes. That this is you know, Advanced Wars is a little better than this, but you know, this is sort of right up there in terms of quality. Um, so if you're into that type of game, it sounds like. A winner, another winner for the DS. Cool, I, you know, I like the strategy type game. I like the RTS, and I, I like the occasional turn-based. I'm, I'm not always thrilled with turn-based games, but it doesn't mean that I wouldn't be interested, especially because right. it's Age of Empires. Kind of part of that just kind of sucks me in a little. So. Oh, all right. Yeah. Very nice. Well, that's go. what we have for this week. It's exciting stuff. Yeah, at least we have something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been better the last few weeks. Game. I'm still just getting ready for March. Right, a lot of stuff coming. Lots anyway, we'll stuff, save, yes. let's, let's save that for March. For, for March. There you go, preview of what's to come. All right, nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, let's move on to the uh, CADCast News Blast. Yes. Oh, no no sound effect for this one? Oh, no, I turned it off because we were having right. trouble with the Skype. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Anyway, uh, uh, first up. Bing! Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Oh, wait, where's mine? I have it. There you go. There we go. Uh, first up, we got Reggie uh, Filami, right? Is that how you say yes. his name? Yes. He uh, recently wrote an article for Brands Week called "Mario's Grown Up." You ready to play? What's it now, about? I know you didn't read this. I know you didn't read the article. <laughs> I was very busy today. Right. Well, I didn't send it to you until late. So yeah, anyway, that's true. You sent it to me like two minutes ago. Very interesting article. Uh, yeah. Uh, he compares the video game industry to the movie industry, talks about how movies like you know Jaws and Star Wars sort of innovated the industry and made you know they were all those were both like really big hits that used technology to to uh, you know to become a big hit. And the same thing has happened in in the video game market where you know games with you know better graphics have sort of uh, got a lot of attention, uh, but he goes on to say that you know people sort of forget about the the movies that have had a lot of technology and put into them that that have bombed. And he talks about uh, you know Waterworld and stuff like that. And he's sort of comparing this to you know the PS3 obviously and and the Xbox 360. And he's saying that you know Nintendo 
is sort of focusing on other things besides, you know, graphics and, you know, they're, they want to expand the market uh, outside of the hardcore gamer and, you know, go after the, the 35-year-old and up market. Okay. So I thought it's sort of pretty interesting. And he talks about how the DS uh, was able to do this in Japan with their, you know, with Nintendo and, and their brain, their brain trainer. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's an interesting article. I'll post a link, obviously. I, I'm uh, surprised. Yeah, I think he's, he's right in a way. I'm surprised that Reggie uses uh, Jaws as an example of technology. Uh, well, using at, the, new at technology, the time. But it wasn't. That what was the whole mean? thing with Jaws. Well, the robot shark. They don't show. They don't show it that much. Is what they, you're well, it's because it didn't work very well. So Spielberg. Well, but didn't at the have time, it was the choice. best they got. I guess. But Spielberg didn't have much of a choice but to use the technology readily available, which is just really using you know simple camera tricks to really right. give you most of the scares and most of what was going on. And I'm surprised he didn't take that and use that as the example of what Nintendo is trying to do. Hmm. It's, Interesting. It's we can make the highest, you know, Jaws was the highest grossing film of all time at that up to that point, and it didn't use the newest, hottest technology. It used what was available I see. and was able to make something come out that made you look at it. it. It's just the whole, you know, the whole idea of style over substance that people have been talking about and arguing about and when it comes to video games forever. It's the whole, right. you know, is it does it really matter how great the game looks? Like? What's really most important is how great the game plays. Right. All right. Well, sounds like old Reggie didn't do his homework on that one. What a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Next Don't you up, like how I have... can say something real smart and then I finish it with, he's a jerk. Oh, a... Right. That's good. Just taking away all credibility. All I've ever had. Right. Uh, Business Week had an article called, This PlayStation May Play Too Much. Mm-hmm. And this was, in re- <laughs> this was in reference to the PlayStation 3. Okay. Uh, and they go on to talk about how the PSX, which a lot of people have forgotten about here, never actually made it to the U.S. Uh, this was a uh, the PSX was a console that failed in Japan. Yeah, the PSX had a really big hard drive inside it, so it was like a you know like a TiVo type device. Uh, it could surf the internet, and you know it had uh, some other stuff that nobody really cared about. Uh, it was really expensive as well. It was like around eight hundred bucks. Um, and it failed pretty bad. Uh, so they're saying that the PS3 may be posed to uh, to duplicate the failure uh, because maybe it just does too much. Um, but I don't know. I don't really agree with this article. I'm sure the PS3 is going to be priced around 400 bucks, uh, which is a long way from 800 bucks. Yes, and, that uh, would be half I'm, as much. Yeah, so I, I don't know. <laughs> this was sort of... That would be half as much. Very good. You're, you're, you're good at the math over there. I, I anyway. Know. Yeah, so whatever. It's kind of like a stupid article. But uh, one thing that really annoyed me is that, you know Major Nelson? You know mm-hmm. Major Nelson mm-hmm. is? He has like a blog. He's uh, He runs uh, Xbox Live, I believe, for Microsoft. And didn't he also find Genie? No. I don't know. Major, is that Major Nelson? That's Major Nelson, yeah. Oh, maybe that's anyway. He posted a link to the he post he's been posting links to all these negative PS3 articles on his blog. Like, what's the point, dude? You work for Microsoft. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, we get it. We understand. You know, your paycheck comes from Microsoft. So, I mean, why bother posting the negative PS3 articles? It just makes you look like a, you know, yes, like and a, you know, just for the stool. record, I think we could both honestly say aloud that we're very much looking forward to the PS3. 
I'm sure everybody is. Well, yeah, is well, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's... it's. But we want to see what it can do. Yeah. Of course I want to see what it can do. I, please, I want to see a real game. Right. Speaking me, of which, did you see that thing on Kikuzo.com? They had, like, a preview of the PS3. They actually got to play some of, like, the early games. Really? I don't know how. They apparently, like, got to visit with, like, three different developers and play some, you know, early games. And it wasn't on, like, the real PS3 hardware. It was, like, on development kits and stuff. But even still, like, how does, like, a small site like that get... To get all that, get that scoop. Where like you know, nobody really reads that site. You know? I've never even heard of it. Right, it's less traffic than cheap ass gamer. And how did they get the scoop over uh, you? You know, not me, but like <laughs> uh, you know, like IGN and such. Anyway, maybe they just made it up. Hmm. You should investigate that. I'll, I'll start right away. Right, or mm-hmm. at least fo- make a few prank phone calls to them. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> is this Kakadudu? <laughs> that's that's a great prank. Thank you. All right, next up we I have... I want a PS3 game. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Thank you. Uh, playing games may keep your mind agile. I could have told you that. Really? I know that half of 800 is 400. Right, That's you already proved it. <laughs> uh, there was a study done at York University in Canada. Uh-oh, that may... Uh, mm. That may just discredit the entire... Do, uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. Uh, they gave a hundred undergraduate, hundred undergraduates, uh, some tricky mental tasks, and those who played video games consistently outperformed the non-gamers. All right. Pretty good. They say that the ability to switch uh, quickly between tasks and block out irrelevant information was key to these tests. And uh, yeah, so video gamers have the have the skills. I am so smart. Right, SMRT. Mm-hmm. I mean, SMART. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, also, we have Japanese gamers were polled on the Nintendo DS Lite. Uh, there was a survey done by Japanese gamers by Plus D Games, uh, and it reveals that a majority of the respondents are very interested in the Nintendo DS Lite. Yeah, I'm on the fence with this with this product. Really? Yeah, I mean, we all know how much I love the DS. I talk about it constantly. Do yeah. I really need another one? I mean, it's I not know, as radical which... a departure as the SP was from the, the Game Boy right. Advance. It's just a lot thinner, basically. Yeah, I, I don't know if I need that. I mean, I, to be perfectly honest, I rarely... If I play my DS out of the house, it's usually on, like, in a car or on a plane or something. Mm. It's not really something I... You know, I don't put it in my pocket. I've been playing mine a lot recently on the subway. On your way to class? My way to class. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so yeah. I've been getting a lot of mileage. I don't know, you know, it's still there's still a major DS shortage here in Japan. You can't really buy them. Really? In fact, in fact, you can I could sell my DS back to the store and get almost what I paid for it. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's pretty they they like the DS here. Hmm. Anyway, it's coming out in Japan in March 2nd. We should start a uh, DS for uh 360 uh trade off with the the US and Japan. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I don't understand how companies work. Yeah, I know. Well, anyway, here's a little New York City story for you. Oh, yeah, I read this. I actually remember when it was on, on the news. I'm sure it was all over the news in New York City. Uh, a guy who works for uh, for the mayor yep. got fu- got fired for playing solitaire, got caught by, by Mayor Bloomberg uh, playing solitaire, and he got fired. That's really sad. 
It's sad. Yeah, uh, Mayor Bloomberg says the workplace is not an appropriate place for games. It's a place where you've got to do the job you're getting paid for. Meanwhile, this guy was getting paid twenty seven grand a year, and he had worked worked there for six years. That's really um, sad. It's really sad. Yeah, and he was like an older guy too, right? He has kids and stuff. Well, probably. Yeah, and he's like, and the guy says, uh, "It wasn't like I spent hours and hours a day playing because I had plenty to do." If I had been working at something exhaustively for two hours, I might get a get a cup of coffee and play for a minute and then go right back to work. You know what, though? If the mayor is coming to visit your area... Close the solitaire. Close the freaking solitaire. I mean, there was a piece on uh, GamePolitics.com mm-hmm. where the, the author basically, like, totally, like, ragged on Bloomberg and said it was totally ridiculous. But you know what? Don't get caught. I mean... I'm sure we've all played solitaire or, you know, gone on websites that we shouldn't be going on at work. But don't get caught. That's the key. Mm-hmm. When, when, you're, when the mayor is coming for a photo op in your area with you, <laughs> close the, turn the monitor off. Don't even bother. Just turn the monitor off. Anyway. You're getting a little angry again. <laughs> I'm, I'm fired up. Yeah, a little How's fired up. How's that snow doing in New York City, by the way? Oh, there's lots like of two, snow. Two feet of snow. Like, which yeah, there's like, like mud by 26 now. Twenty six inches. Oh, it was gross. Yeah, Coming home was kind of nasty. It was fun that. yesterday. Not that I was right. really outside. It's fun but... when it, the snow is clean, which lasts about three hours. Yeah, exactly. And it looks like disgusting. Yeah, it's a little, dirt, little, dirt mud. Little grossness. All right, next story. Uh, Best Buy fires price gouging managers. Really. Yes. Do you remember uh, when the 360 uh, launched mm-hmm. that a lot of people, they advertised the, the 360 and they didn't say anything about having to buy bundles. People came into Best Buy and then were told that they couldn't buy a system unless they bought a couple games and some accessories and stuff yes. like that. Best Buy had apologized, uh, but now they've gone one step further and they've fired uh, a couple of the managers. Ooh. That's yeah. exciting or interesting. I was- Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. In other rocks. news, I am mm-hmm. still unaffiliated. Cheap ass gamer is still unaffiliated with them. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Stupid oh, Best Buy. Right. Yeah. They still suck. <laughs> All right. Yes. Did I buy something there over the weekend? I think I did. Whatever. Right. Whatever. Whatever. Let's move on to the uh, CAG news video game deal section of our show. We still have those? We still have a few going on. <laughs> A uh, little bit of news, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Top Spin 2 and Dynasty Warriors 5 for the Xbox 360 are priced at $40. Oh, that's awesome. It's our first uh, budget-ish title for yeah. the 360. And, it may, and, you know, I'll be honest, my interest is, is definitely peaked. Especially, you know, I have, I've, I know the Top Spin games are very good. I've never really played one. And it, now yes. I'm actually more interested. And, you know, if... I like Dynasty Warrior games. Uh, I know I've a lot this of one. Yeah, it's not it's, good. It's just like the other ones. Yeah. It, it doesn't look really much different than, yeah, than then the forget PS2 it. version. Then, yeah. then go away, Dynasty Warriors. But Top Spin 2. Right. Top Spin 2, yes. I mean, I play. I have Top Spin for Xbox. It's very good. And they're going to let you, I believe, you're going to be able to play online doubles with four people. Nice. Well, So that'd be, that should be really fun. And 40 bucks, very nice. Uh, GameStop. Has a deal, uh, a free shipping offer, a free three-day shipping offer. Nice. Which is nice. Sounds good. Uh, next, we have uh, thanks to Neo Cisco who provided us with information on a major Circuit City clearance. 
There is a huge number of games uh, between three and fifteen dollars, and some even cheaper, like a dollar and then less even. Really? Have you checked this out at all? I mean, I know not really. Cir- I mean, I kind of stopped yeah. by Circuit City, but it on uh, Sunday and they not Sunday because it was a blizzard. Saturday, they yeah. didn't have much. Circuit City in Manhattan is sort of like a waste. Of time. It is. It's the worst. I mean, it's you know section. what? It's just too small. Yeah, they don't really. They're they're not interested in the games, movies, and music at the Circuit City mm-hmm. by me. It's more about TVs and. TVs. Yeah, yeah. It's all televisions. Yeah, they don't care about the low margin stuff. No. If you're the, if you want to buy a TV, that's where you go. Yes. All right. Uh, we also have to thank Headpiece 747 for providing us uh, information about the 341 Suncoast and Sam Goody stores closing. And he's provided us with a complete list of all the stores that are closing. Uh, and there's 20% off currently going on uh, but uh, he says that it should be should go up higher if you uh, can wait Sam so. Goody's got it he don't got it Goody's got it Goody's got your pink slip Sam Goody got problems <laughs> yeah so with Toys R Us closing a bunch of stores yeah. and Sam Goody uh, I don't know well, the market was be- yeah it was a, it's, it's not really the kind of market for so many different types of places selling that kind of stuff. Yeah, that made yeah. sense somewhere. Yeah, on some planet. <laughs> on some planet, that made sense. All right, I think it's time to kick off our new Your Man in Japan segment. Bling! Boing! Right. Is that the sign of the, it's like the new sound effect? Yeah, that's the new sound. It's just me making noises. I'm like, I'm like the guy from Police Academy. Michael Winslow? <laughs> I knew his name. How sad is that? It's pretty sad. Do you know they have... I. I was downloading ringtones for my cell phone. Mm-hmm. We're like checking out their Japanese ringtone site. Mm-hmm. The, like one of the few that was in English. And featured was Michael Winslow ringtones. That's, That's awesome. how lame the selection is. Anyway, your man in Japan. When they have tackle bearer ringtones, let us know. <laughs> uh, so let's start off with a, uh, a nice little uh, comparison between the Xbox 360 lounge and the Nintendo store. The Xbox 360 lounge is in Tokyo, and the Nintendo store is in New York City. Now, I know you haven't been to the Xbox 360 lounge, but I checked it out uh, two weekends ago. You put up some pictures, too, didn't you? I did put up some pictures. Actually, you know, Sunday was the last day. They closed it down. Oh, um, so it was like a temporary thing. It was a temporary thing. It's, I think it opened in November, so it went from November to, to, uh, to February. Uh, the Xbox 360 lounge, it's pretty cool, like... The interesting, th- interesting thing about it is that they put it in this really fancy district, like the of of uh, Tokyo, like where all like the d- designer stores are. Okay. Like rather rather than putting it in like Akihabara, where all like the you know the game nerds are. Yeah. Uh, which was sort of weird. Like to me, I thought like that was a mistake, um, and I sort of got into an argument with with Mrs. Chibi about it. She thought it was a good idea. And, like, they were trying to create some kind of, like, fad thing going on and make it, like, cool. But, you know, I'm thinking, like, you know, your target audience is not, you know, 45-year-old women who are interested in, you know, Gucci bags and stuff like that. Anyway, the lounge basically consists of a bunch of kiosks and a, like, a coffee shop. So you can buy cakes. You can buy cakes and nice... uh, uh, drinks, yogurt drinks. I had a nice. I had some Xbox 360 cake and uh, a 360 yogurt drink. And what would that be? Very, the the cake was like uh, 
I don't even remember it, but I have a picture of it. It was like a raspberry type thing, and it was sort of greenish looking, but not – didn't really – it could have looked a lot more like Xbox 360. They weren't trying that hard. Oh, okay. At least the yogurt shake was like white and green because it had kiwi in it. Nice. Um, but they were both good, uh, and it was cool. You know, they had a bunch of games on display, but, you know, n- not that much, especially when compared to the Nintendo Store, which has – you know, which is much bigger – uh, had a lot more kiosks uh, and a lot more stuff to do. Like you could do all the stuff in the Xbox 360 lounge pretty quickly. Uh, they also had some some faceplates on display, some custom faceplates on display at the uh, 360 lounge, and surprisingly, not that much merchandise for sale, which was actually disappointing because I, you know, I was ready to throw a few bucks that way. I know they they could use all the help they can get in Japan, yeah, so they, like I'm willing well. to willing to help them out. Uh, but you know, they had like lame, you know, like coffee cup, like plastic coffee thermos, it, you know, uh, it's this crappy looking mouse pad. I don't think uh, the Nintendo store has much better. Well, they had, no, the Nintendo store has a lot of apparel. They have like some baby girl tees and lots no, of t-shirts, I bought lots of lot t-shirts. Of t-shirts, sweatshirts and stuff. And the, and the t-shirts in particular, like are, are very reasonably priced. I bought three t-shirts there and they were 13 bucks each. You see, but I'm still with, like, they don't have big blue overalls. Big blue? Oh, you want, like, a Mario outfit? I want, you know, something that when you wear it, it doesn't just say Nintendo on it. People look at it and go, hey, that guy's a Nintendo fan. Well, they had cool stuff like that. They, they had, did like, not. Like, they don't one, have cool stuff like that. They should they have had a one-up t-shirt. They need, like, you know, like, a, one-up mushroom. Like, like a green hooded jacket that makes you think that's a little, like, Zelda, little, little Linky. Wow. That would be kind of cool. Right. Well, you may want to check it out again. They have some good stuff there, I think. I don't know. I, I'm always disappointed. You're always disappointed. I'm always oh. disappointed. Okay. Well, I, like, a, like a wool hat that looks like Kirby. That would be cool. All right. Well, then maybe they have it. Yeah. Someone, anyway. if, if you see that in the Nintendo store in like the next month, remember it was my idea. <laughs> right. Get your commission. Exactly. Well, having visited both places, I'm going to have to give the edge uh, to the Nintendo Store as being uh, just a more interesting place to to check out uh, and to actually buy some merchandise. And they actually sell the games at the Nintendo Store. Oh, they didn't sell games at the uh, Xbox? They didn't sell any. The only thing they sold were coffee cups, uh, pins, a couple pins that were not interesting, um, and the mouse pad. And some T-shirts, which cost like $30. But they weren't even like – they were T-shirts. They got some artists to design some T-shirts. Oh. So they didn't – they weren't very like video gamey. They weren't know? Xboxy. They weren't like Master Chief T-shirts or something silly like No, that. no. And that was basically it. And the cake and the and – the, and the, uh, See, you know what though? The things. Nintendo store could use a cafe. They could. And they they have room. It's yeah, they have. They the have. Nintendo there's store. a lot of unused space in that space. Yeah, and plus the Nintendo store has that whole outside area that they make use of when it gets nice out. Yeah, when it's warm out. So definitely a lot more going out of, uh, going on at the Nintendo store than the 360 lounge. Um, so I'm going to give the three the uh, the Nintendo store the nod here. All right, cool. But nice try, nice try, Microsoft. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, better luck next time. Better luck next time. Yeah, they need something. All right. How about a little import review? What All do you right. think about that? What's the game called? Osu Tataki. Uh, oh, you're gonna butcher it, dude. Osu Tatake Owendan. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, uh, yeah right. it's uh, Osu Tatake Owendan. 
Oh, wait, check this out. Listen, here it comes. I'm going to play a little uh, beginning here. Nice, right? It's very nice. Yeah. Well, this is a rhythm game. This is a, a wacky Japanese rhythm game. Is there any uh, other kind? Mm, yes. <laughs> Amplitude and frequency. There you go. And Guitar Hero. Yes. See? Look at uh, that. You yeah, sure this game, me. this game uh, basically finds you uh, <laughs> helping out people who are in trouble with a cheerleading squad. Okay? Okay. Does that make, it, does that make any sense? Yes. You're basically presented with uh, a map, and it shows all these people saying, like, help me on the map. Of a, it's like a map of a town. When you click on the people... Uh, it takes you to a little comic strip uh, and a story of what you know how these people need help. Now the game is entirely in Japanese, uh, but you can get the idea of the of what's going on just by looking at the pictures in the comic. Uh, so it doesn't really matter. It's pretty import friendly as far as that goes. Uh, and basically, you watch the little comic. You know, it'll show like one of them. Uh, will show like a kid who's trying to study in his house and his family's being too noisy. They're watching TV and laughing and he, the kid flips out. And then in comes the cheerleader squad and uh, you have to, you know, get the guy to uh, through his trouble. Now, this is a male cheerleader squad before you get excited. It's oh, no, now the game just yeah. went from like uh, being sounding very interesting to going from like, right. oh, how You're thinking short nice. skirts and all that. And pom-poms. No, these are like Japanese cheerleaders needing which are to like raise men. money for something. Yeah, it's not like it's there these are guys. Mm -hmm. Uh and basically uh after you watch the strip, uh then the gameplay kicks in and you basically you have like these little spheres that appear on the screen uh and you have to touch them in time with the music. Uh like a little circle closes in on the sphere and when it touches the when it you know fits perfectly over the you know over the sphere then you, you hit the screen with the stylus. This game is entirely stylus-driven. Uh, you know, none of the buttons do anything. Um, and that's pretty much the game. The soundtrack is all um, it's all like very famous J-pop songs, mm. um, but they're very catchy, uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. I have to say, it's a, it's a perfect type of game if you're going to be on the you know the train or you know or the bus or something, and you want to just play for like five or ten minutes. Because, you know, it's like, a, it's like watching a music video but taking part in it, right? Yes. Makes sense? Yeah. Uh, of course, you're going to need headphones if you're playing this in public to, you know, you, you don't want to bug you, everybody. You don't want people to think you're into male cheerleaders. Right. Um, but that's, but you know, the gameplay is very simple. Like I said, it's either, you're either touching spheres in time with the music uh, or you're moving a little ball across the screen back and forth through like a little, uh, you know, over a little trail. You have to like trace it. Uh, or you spin a wheel, and that's basically it. Um, that's cool. It's pretty. It's it's pretty fun. Like I, I played it on the train, and Mrs. Cheapy uh, plugged. We both had our headset, our headphones plugged in there with a little splitter, and uh, she seemed to enjoy it. I definitely enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a positive review. Very nice. It's definitely a lot more going on than Electroplankton, and if you're a rhythm game fan. You can't go wrong. Well, Electroplankton still disappoints me on many levels, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a lot more going on. And I, but I, I, I wonder if this game is going to actually make it to the U.S. It seems unlikely, given yeah. that the music is all Japanese. If they were, if they were and... buxom blonde female cheerleaders, 
Yeah, they're not, unfortunately. But I don't know. I think it could find a, a good audience here, you know, especially if it was released at 20 bucks. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's anyway. fine. I mean, I think a lot of uh, games that really, for the DS, that probably Nintendo had to think about releasing in this country have been surprisingly mm-hmm. successful here. Yeah, yeah. Games well, like we'll uh, Phoenix Wright and Under the Knife and... Yeah. And, yeah. 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 There you go. Cool. So you well, never let's know. move on to the keg bag. Keg bag. About that time. Yes. Uh, first, we have a question from Technique. All right. Two questions, rather. Mm-hmm. He says, what type of game would you like to see released for the PSP or the DS that utilizes the portable console's cool functions really well? Graphics, online gameplay, multiplayer. All right. I think what the PSP is missing. Mm-hmm is a really good platformer. Yeah. That's what the PSP is missing. Well, they have, uh, what, Daxter is coming out, right? Yeah, I hope it's good. I mean, if you remember when the PlayStation was young, PlayStation 1. Okay. One of the games that really stood out for that console Mm -hmm. was a very simple yet very good platformer called Crash Bandicoot. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember? Yes. Remember how yes. remember when Crash Bandicoot how could was you the forget? mascot? There's been about a 5 million sequels. Remember when Crash Bandicoot was a mascot for uh Yeah. And he used to do those commercials. Yeah, the guy in the costume. The guy in the costume. That's yeah. what the PSP is missing. It's missing its Crash Bandicoot. Hmm. A simple game that you cuz that game was an analog. That was before analog sticks. Right, right, right. And you didn't really use four shoulder buttons. You know, the the yeah. best thing that, you know, any one of these platformer games could do, and this is what you need, is mm-hmm. you, not necessarily the ability to control the camera too much if the majority of the action, if you remember the first Crash Bandicoot, the majority of the action happened with Crash Bandicoot just pretty much in the middle of the screen. Right. And you didn't really move around too much. But right. uh, it was still a pretty good game. Right. And the idea, you know, you you hit both shoulder buttons at the same time and it centers the camera behind. Yeah. Games don't do that that much anymore. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So a good platformer for the PSP. A good platformer or... for the PSP. Hmm. What, could I, what would I like to see for either of those things? I want to see a good hockey game. <laughs> With you want good to see, online. Yeah, you need but, to see uh, a good hockey game, period. Yeah. I haven't seen a hockey game in a long time. And I mean like a real NHL game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't really... I well, really we all know what the game. DS is missing. What? The DS isn't missing a great role-playing game. Oh. So, you know what? Same with the PSP. And I know uh, earlier in the show I said I don't really like Japanese-style role-playing games. Yeah. But if we're talking from a purely economical standpoint, that's what yeah, both the PSP... I don't think PSP... they work too well on portable systems, though. Cause yeah, see, I, d- I disagree with you entirely. I think a oh, game boy. with, with uh, graph... The... It doesn't need to be the best graphics. Go back right. like a you know like a early Final Fantasy type. Yeah, but I'm talking about in terms of like you know you you usually play a role playing game. You play it for like an hour or two. I yeah. think games that work best on these machines are are games that you can play for twenty thirty minutes uh, and you can save wherever you, you, you want. Can, and, well, that you know, would just be like the that. addition that would need to be made is that you can okay. save it wherever you want. All right then. Yeah. Uh, his second question is: Do you think Microsoft will eventually take the plunge and jump jump into the portable video game market? If so, when would you say they would? Uh, if not, why? Uh, I'm going to say that they are definitely because uh, they're going to want to they're going to need they're going to want to plug their their music uh, format that they have was it plays for sure or something like that. So they're going to they're going to probably come out 
with uh, you know some portable machine that's you know not just like a game machine, but like does more. I think that's my guess. You know, like it's like an MP3 player. You know, maybe it even has you know has the the Microsoft uh, Pocket operating system. Who knows? I say yes. I I say I mean I, and I partially agree with you. Also, it's it's Microsoft is such an huge company that it's not yeah. you forget that you know it's not like Nintendo when Nintendo is a video game company when they release a handheld they release a handheld you know video game player Microsoft yeah. is the kind of company that could re- just release a portable music player or just release a, a cell phone PDA organizer that plays music yeah. so it's going to I mean they're going to release some sort of portable device whether or not it's yeah. going to be a game something I guess still remains yeah. to be seen. Do I think they should make something that's primarily a portable game player? I personally, I say no. Mm. I don't think it's the best idea for them. I don't mm. think you know. They, they got to focus on the three sixty. I was gonna say I love my three sixty, but they haven't perfected what to do with it yet. Yep. And until they get their act together with that with that uh, lot of plastic sitting under my TV, then no, no portable game device for for Microsoft. Right. So you listening to me? To when. Gates, you listening? Right. Yeah. Probably not for a while if they do it. Yeah, I, I don't. The, I, yeah. Not till the end of this year or later. Exactly. Uh, next, we have DC Fox asks, "What do you feel is the most pressing concern facing the game industry today? Also, do you think there is anything that could make you quit gaming altogether?" Uh, I think the most pressing concern is violence in video games and how the industry winds up dealing with its sale to minors. Uh, you know, it's gotten a lot of press, not so much in the, you know, in the last month or so, but, you know, towards the end of last year, uh, I think it's very important that they, they tread softly and delicately and they got to do something. Um, I partially agree. Any, any issue that's, you know, potential fodder for, for politicians, uh, I think, you know, is very important (laughs) Uh, so they they're gonna need to play, pay close attention to this issue, um, yeah. Don't you think? Don't you think? It's too uh, I, easy. I it's mean, like you know, it's another like bullshit see, political issue that you know sort of distracts from anything that's really important, but you know will get a lot of media attention. I was gonna say, I think when it all comes down to it, though, no one really. I, I don't think that that's a as big an issue. I think the real issue. Mm-hmm. And it's the you know I think the the elephant in the living room uh, yeah. is that what they say is really I think the manufacturers of the consoles yes. need to have a bigger part in the quality of the games that are being produced for those consoles. Interesting. Too many games coming out that are just like there's that are, no reason for them to come out that are crappy. Yeah. If every game that came out on the consoles was great, if mm. they were controversial. They would be seen as controversial and something to be talked about, not garbage for our children. Right, twenty-five to life. You mean exactly? I, I, and see. that's you know, you know, and that's really what it comes what it comes down to. Yeah. Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo need to take more accountability on on you know they need to stand behind their games, and they're not. You, meanwhile, they just released a King Kong demo for uh, Xbox 360 you yeah. know, to download on the mic on the marketplace, and apparently it's like totally broken. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, the second part of the question yeah. is: You think uh, is there anything that could possibly make you quit gaming altogether? You go first. Um, I don't know. Barring some sort of physical injury, 
<laughs> uh, probably not. Um, the only thing that would kind of make me come close, and even then it would still be kind of just coming close, would be the end of the single-player game. Oh. Nah, that's not going to happen. Uh, they talked someone. Who was talking? Wasn't someone? Yeah, yeah. Peter Moore. Yeah, I was talking about it. This, I, well, I know it is, but I'm just saying. Yeah, he just so right. he said playing a single-player game is like watching porn. Ugh, whatever. And it'll be gone just, in 10 just years. plug in Xbox Live. They know Sony's going to drop the ball with a, or at least they're not going to have like a unified uh, online with the PS3. So they got, you know, they got to, they got to sell their strengths. I guess so. But yeah, I, I, I think uh, there's still a lot to be said for an engrossing single, single player players. experience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I Sometimes don't... you don't want to get called a faggot, you know, every 10 seconds. Yes, exactly. I don't like being called the N word for multiple no. reasons. Right. <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, both the fatty and pawn takes king have asked us this question. What do you guys think of the new E3 booth bay ban? So it's a good or bad thing. Now, first, a little clarification. There was not really a booth bay ban. Basically, uh, the, sh- the E3 folks said that they're just basically going to be enforcing the existing law, uh, existing rules. Uh, what's new in 2006 is an update and clarification of the enforcement policies. We have taken steps to ensure that exhibitors are familiar with the policy and how it will be enforced. So there'll be plenty of booth babes, uh, uh, basically, but now they can fine the company is $5,000 uh, if they violate the rule, which the rule is uh, material, including live models, conduct that is sexually explicit and or sexually provocative, including but not limited to nudity, partial nudity, and bathing suit bottoms are prohibitive on the show floor. So okay, then. basically, bathing suit tops are fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't say anything about panties. No, it does not. So expect panties and bathing suit tops. Nice. Yeah, I'd be, I would be surprised if there, you could actually tell any difference in the booth babes uh, this year as compared to last year. Well, the biggest the biggest problem with E3 is there's just too many freaking people there. They got to get rid of these people who work at Best Buy and, you know, stuff like that who come. It's just like totally pointless. These guys are probably aren't, aren't even going to be working there in, in like three months. And Not uh, if they were bundle selling managers. That's for sure. So yeah, they got to get rid of all those clowns. All right. Next anyway. question. Uh, successful Dropout asks, a lot of us know about the 2004 April Fool's prank in which you made it seem like Best Buy had bought out Cheap Ass Gamer. With that in mind, has anyone ever really offered to buy this site from you? If so, how recent and who? 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 How recent? Hmm. Um, I actually did have a meeting with a company who was interested in buying Cheap Ass Gamer. They did not give a dollar amount they just said that they were interested and i know they have money um but i'm not gonna say who it was what do you think of that when when uh it was before i left for japan a couple months before oh i remember that you do yeah did i tell you who it was yeah i think so all right well don't tell anybody well i'm gonna tell nothing has come out of it since yeah i was gonna say they never called you back no, but I, you know, I stay in touch with them, and they just just did get some more money, actually. Anyway, so yes. uh, yeah, that was a great a April Fool's sack and nickels. Way. It was a good April we, Fool's. Yeah, that was awesome. Good, I love April Fools. Yeah. Uh, okay, next, next, and last question. Uh, EC Maza asks, 
To what extent and in what manner do you think that game magazines and websites should cover games? Should they cover this field more as journalism or more in like a hip, cool, MTV-ish style? While possibly putting true objective thoughts and reviews out the window. Hmm. uh, What do you think about this? Well, I think think there's room for both, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I see what he's saying about the MTV-ish style. Like when they do the... When they report on something, it's yeah. There's no real editorial content. It's just sort of yeah. here it is. Um, you know, I, yeah, I have no real problem with how like the game industry is currently covered. There's there's so many different places that you can get your your news and reviews from now. Like, you yeah. know, you can find whatever you're looking for. Basically, I know it's been very popular recently to for people to rip on uh, the the gaming industry, uh, the yes. journalism industry but you know whatever it's just you rip on anything and you get you know you get publicity and that's why people write about it i've said it before i'll say it again now the one thing that the gaming industry is missing well they're missing lots of things but the one thing that that fits into this question that the gaming industry is really missing is a breakout star in gaming journalism well that's where we come in exactly i mean you know it's it's true the same it could be said about you know you know movie critics no, well, you have and, the stars yeah. in the movie. Right? Exactly, you know, Roger Ebert and Siskel when he was still alive, <laughs> and, um, and guys yeah, like that, <laughs> Jeffrey know, Lyons, and the yeah. guy with the giant hair and the mustache. Gene Chalet. Yep, there's there are a lot of well-known movie critics that huh. their reviews, because they're made by them, are important. Yeah, you've, you've mentioned this before. I, I have mentioned it before, yeah, and until there's Very someone. Till there's someone that when it's not that it's not the review that makes you think maybe or maybe not I should get that game, but it's I the person like to, who gives who's giving the review is important. Very nice. I would like you to write an article. Your homework is to write an article about this to be featured on Cheap Ass Gamer. Ugh, you're making me do work. Okay, right. I think I can handle. It. But I do. I think that's a. I think that's a very interesting idea that for some reason no one has covered. I think it's mainly because yeah. gaming journalists may just be bitter that they're not celebrities like. Roger Ebert, you know, there's no, you know, at the arcade show starring, uh, you know, or not one that anybody's watching. Yeah. You have Jeff Keighley, who's on uh, Spike TV. Have you watched his show? No. Is it any good? Dude, I fucking live in Japan. So you can have satellite. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I have been bootlegging the Howard Stern radio show. Well, there you go. See, don't tell me that. Oh, right, right. Oops. <laughs> anyway, I think that's the show for this week. There you go. Is that it? I don't. Is that it? It was like six hours long. It was six hours long. Well, All at least right. it well, felt like it. Next week, uh, we'll have another show. Maybe we'll have the Cheapy Awards show next week. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about those. Right. Uh, Stay tuned. December two thousand and six. Right. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm waiting to hear back. I'm trying to get some like acceptance speeches and stuff like that. We'll see it, how forthcoming people are. And if you're looking to go to Disney World, here's my recommendation. Stay in the park. Right. Go off season. Go off season, right. And Mission Space is the bomb. The bizom. It is the bizom. All right. Very nice. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.